When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Forever Dog Hi, Anna. Hi, Andrew. And hey, everybody else. And welcome to our podcast, Scary, scary Stories to Tell on the pod. pod. It is a podcast about scary stories, urban legends, scary things you tell us about, ghosts you've seen, smelled, <laughs> thought about, heard, or dreamt, dogs who do strange things, cousins who tell nasty lies, <laughs> and um, misspelled, haunted um postings for witch rings on ebay oh we love a witch ring on ebay don't we yeah um some important things to know um this is a chatty podcast it is not a well-reported podcast Mm -hmm. if you like our vibe you're in if you don't this will be hell for you and that's (laughs) absolutely fine and we just like to head that off if you're a person who likes to punish yourself by listening to things you don't like stick around we're happy to provide fodder for negative reviews you know this is a watershed moment for content find something (laughs) you like um but we like you and we're so glad you're here and anna this is our first episode of 2021 wow we made it, it we made it we made it yeah um have there been any omens of what you think the year has to come that you've experienced so far? Um, well, I, uh, my hair suddenly turned to straw. Oh, good. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, my crops are not doing well. Good. My cow has stopped giving milk. Great, great. Very positive. Um, all the crows are facing the same direction, but like in a circle, it's not like they're all facing like east. <laughs> like they're facing a point and I don't know what that means. Yeah. And they're kind of looking at each other like, are we all seeing this? And you're like, no, what are you seeing birds? It's wild. Um, what about you? Um, I, okay. I think the only omen thus far, so we have a new neighbor and they've been singing on repeat along to a remix of, uh, American pie that is much faster. And that's been happening a lot. And so here's the thing. I don't like that. I can interpret it as positive because I admire the enthusiasm and the love of song. Um, the, the potential negative is that it's a nightmare to listen to for more than 40 minutes. And we've reached that point. Um, Oh, that's a lot of repeats. It's a lot of repeats. And here's the thing. I will, I will listen to a song on repeat all the live long day, especially when I'm on my stationary bicycle. But it's certain after a certain point of time in the day, I'm like, maybe we transition to headphones, you know? Man. Yeah. Like that's so interesting. Why is it that when you choose to listen to a song over and over, it can feel so good, but when you don't choose, it feels like it is torture. <laughs> that is very true. And I will, I will also note, this is a rare um, late night recording for both of us, which kind of makes me feel like we're Delilah. You know, Delilah. I know Delilah. I love Delilah. 
Um, anytime Delilah is on in an Uber, uh, I, I always end up talking to the driver about it, I, and we I discuss what we think. About My mom the was a big Delilah fan. We we would go. I mean, she still is probably. Um, this it was always those music we would listen to like on the way back from my brother's basketball games it was always like it was all Delilah <laughs> all the time but we're gonna we, balance it out we are the spooky Delilah we're Kalila but that's <sighs> more murdery I feel like what's a spooky thing um Dorothy there we go no, that's that's <laughs> not but we'll it will take it we'll take it anyway um Anna it's a Monday it's a Monday, which means that we are going to read you a story from Stephen Schwartz and no Alvin Schwartz, wow. not Stephen Schwartz. What is Stephen Schwartz and Adina Menzel's <laughs> new musical comedy, "My it, Life as Adele Dazim." It's called "She's Loud," and that's oh my it. god, no! Um, so um, we're going to read you a story from Alvin Schwartz and Stephen Gamble's seminal trilogy, um, "Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark." And, uh, and Anna, um, I picked one here. Okay. We've been through a lot of them, haven't we folks? And now we're kind of getting into some territory. We still have some real A-list ones left, which we're saving for fun. Um, but also there are some that are going to pop up in here that, uh, we'll have more things to talk about. We'll still be positive, but you know, we want to, we want to, um, we want to, we value candor on this podcast. And it's, so it's a, it's a part of most of our childhoods and I think it's a valid, uh, valid to uh, talk about. Yeah. We respect the art of folklore. Uh, Anna, the story that I am sharing with you today is from more scary stories to tell in the dark and it is titled the voice. Oh, Ellen had just fallen asleep when she heard a strange voice. Ellen, it whispered, I am coming up the stairs. I am on the first step. Now I am on the second step. Ellen got scared and called her parents, but they didn't hear her and they didn't come. Then the voice whispered, Ellen, I'm on the top step. Now I'm in the hall. Now I'm outside your room. Then it whispered, I'm standing right next to your bed. And then, I've got you! Ellen screamed, and the voice stopped. Her father rushed into the room and turned on the light. Somebody is in here, Ellen said. They looked and looked, but nobody was there. And then what happens? And then that's the end of the full story, Anna. Good. Um, good. Okay. First of all, this story is about this story is not about Ellen DeGeneres getting COVID. I just want to I just want to put that <laughs> out off the bat. This is how the new strain works. This is how it gets in there. It goes up. You call your parents, but they don't hear you and they don't come. And then you lose your sense of taste and smell. The, your parents are like, Are you insane? <laughs> of course not. This okay. Anna first thoughts about this story what's your first impression um my first impression is that i have to say hearing you read it to me mm-hmm. makes me get it more because of course these stories are from the oral tradition they are meant to be told out loud correct they are meant to be heard they're meant to be talked and i did get a chill up my spine hearing you read oh, it good. but on the page it feels like 
a bunch. It feels like Mad Libs with none of the adjectives or nouns filled in. That, like, Anna, that is exactly what I was thinking. Oh, let's it, get murdered. Let's get murdered. Um, let's the, get murdered. <laughs> <laughs> there is some horrific couple shirt that I'm sure will be like, we're getting murdered. You know, something oh, that looks bad. It's not, it's not good. It's unclear to read and to say. Um, but, uh, but yeah, the, the Mad Libs of this story is incontrovertible. I mean, that is just a reality of this. It feels like this is a trope that we see very often in these stories, but this one is missing its, um, hook, you know, like footsteps is all about like the snow and just the sound of footsteps moving yeah. around the house. And it also has a jump scare in there, but it's not a jump scare story because then we have this denouement afterwards mm-hmm. in which there's nothing in the room and the parents arrive. Yeah. I also think that for footsteps, it does, it did make me think of footsteps and I was like, why is footsteps more of a hit for me? Mm-hmm. And I think the illustration for footsteps carries a lot of it, like the feet stretching through the ceiling. Yeah. Does this one have an illustration? Yeah. I'm going to send it to you right now um, because this illustration is impactful for, uh, I I think, a variety of reasons. But it is certainly more on the abstract abstract side of Stephen Gamble. It almost feels like potentially this was a creepy illustration that he had already in his back pocket. And he was like... You know, this could work for the for, you know, the voice. You know what I have to say seeing this illustration again, this carries it for me. Oh, great. C- could this you one is beautiful. Yes. So, is it a full page one? I think it's it is. It's a full is. page, yeah. Yeah. Um it is a some sort of you you're standing in a hallway looking into a room mm-hmm. or out or something. It's a stone building. Um, and there's an arch and there's bright light shining through the room that you can see through the arch into the hallway or wherever you're standing. And it's like beaming up and around through right. the doorway. And then at the bottom, uh, you've got some classic Stephen Gamble cracks, which are not as common as we talk about Stephen Gamble roots and drips, but they are a thing. Oh, the cracks. I, the, the cracks are kind of an unsung uh, wonder to me that I appreciate. Yes, definitely. Um, and then there's some orbs in it, like a watermarked orb and then some sort of meatball orb that does have more like roots coming out of it. And then in one of the big cracks is an eyeball. And Anna, it reminded me so much of um, our wonderful uh, guest Max Jenkins story about the people <gasps> from way back when. No! That really scared me. Guys, go and look for it. So scary. Eyeballs in sockets, fine. Yes. Eyeballs in sockets, preferable. An eyeball in a hole, not good. (laughs) And it's just so eerie. It reminds me of the illustration from Such Things Happen. No, 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 that was the Eddie Fitch. What's the one about um, the uh, poltergeist? Oh, oh, we haven't haven't done that one uh, it is quite long. We should do that as like a series. That one is a series. Yeah, that one's called The Trouble, I believe. The Trouble. And it's maybe in, we should yeah. do that for all of February. As we Ooh, just do that. I like that. Yeah, it's it, it'll be romantic. People can uh, cuddle up with their nobodies or honeys <laughs> and uh, listen to <laughs> cuddle up with their nobodies. Oh my god, <laughs> brutal. Um, uh, yeah, the uh, February. Listen, the a poltergeist is about a lot of emotion, which is. Thanks is uh, Thanksgiving. Yeah. Uh, What's the name of the Thanksgiving, everybody? Oh, my God. Give an Easter egg to your Cupid. 
Yes. <laughs> um, but it, it reminds me of that illustration where it's just so bonkers and so disconnected from the story that it's even scarier. Yeah. Because you're like, wait, what am I missing? That's it. And, and it's the it's the negative space for me. It's so bold to have a full page uh, illustration in this series and then to have most of that illustration be nothing is to me unsettling in an effective way. I do wonder like if what the process is like for these books, like if Stephen Gamble had some drawings that he put in that were not necessarily attached to any stories. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, or like, and this one sort of fit the theme a little bit. I've been so curious. I I've, I've been on a bit of a, a Stephen Gamble kick lately um, just to see his other illustrations and other books and stories. And I mean, he, he, he has worked with a ton of other authors, which is really cool. And I might even do some eBay shopping to get some of those because a lot of them are Ooh. out of print. Um, but wow, like what an I, what an absolutely iconic artist who, I mean, for our, for our um, Christmas post a couple weeks ago, he has this like very lovely book called like, it's Christmas time bear or something. Oh. <laughs> and, um, and I posted a picture and someone did comment uh, very funny. Like I was looking for the scary in this and I couldn't find it. And then I noticed that this bear has human feet. <laughs> oh no. And yeah, Steven's always going to get a little bit of a creep in there. You know, we're not going to do it. <laughs> um. So Anna, what is scary about this story? What's scary about this story to me was uh, hearing it out loud. I mean, on the surface, you could be a real bitch and say like, not much. Boo. <laughs> Next one. Um, Cause it is just very linear. It's yeah. a girl is, Oh my God, Jason just came into the room and I jumped out of my skin. <laughs> this story isn't scary. Go, 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 go. <laughs> the man who shares my bed. No. <laughs> Oh, boy. The tender, loving stepfather of my complicated, haunted hot dog daughter. <laughs> Anna, your hot dog daughter. Oh, my God. It's, it's a playoff hot dog water, and it describes Lady Bird <laughs> so well. Wow. God, I love. This is why you I make love, the big bucks. This is right. No. Oh, my God. Good things happen to good people. I am talking about my dog in case anyone is, is new and still somehow here. Um, oh my God. I was going to say what's scary about it to me is the experience of, Oh, but it's, it's very linear, right? Mm-hmm. It's just like a girl's in her bed. Something's coming up the stairs. It says I'm on the stairs. I'm on the, the landing. I'm next to your bed. I've got you. And then I'm gone. Like there's not a lot of tension. There's not a lot of like what's going to happen. It's just a series of things happening. But it's scary that it is that straightforward. Yes. Like it, it doesn't have to like I, as a 32 year old adult could still be scared by someone saying a ghost came into the room and grabbed her and then it left. (laughs) It's scary that that is still scary to me, Uh even though I've heard like, more elegant complex iterations of that story that's a very yeah this is this is very much the id of a scary story like this is it boiled down to its essence i think also uh, just a moment in here that i was like oh that is scary the concept of calling out for help for your parents as a kid and them not hearing you and not coming Mm. very primordial frightening thing um when i was growing up uh my house in florida one of my uh, uh, my all three of my brothers had left for college, and my 
bedroom was on the far side of the house from my parents' bedroom. And once as an experiment, I screamed as loud as I could and they did not hear me. And I was like, <gasps> okay, no. well, this, I mean, the reality is probably my dad was just listening to quantum leap at an extraordinarily high volume. But like, I just remember thinking, well, that's that. I mean, now I know. <laughs> yeah, that's plenty. Um, and it wasn't the, I mean, it's not an extraordinarily large house. It's just, it's one of those Florida, you know, ranches that, it, it, there's a lot of walls and corners and things and you're just not the sound's not reaching oh my god yeah it's crazy that that's all it takes yeah that shaped me in in more ways than i think i care to examine right now um I'm sorry friend <laughs> but uh who would we cast anna oh who indeed um I'm in the middle of watching A Star is Born, so I do want to say um, not Lady Gaga, but specifically Allie. Oh, Anna. As a the current voice. reference. This is why I'm a famous stand-up comedian. <laughs> I just connect with my audience very well. Um, I want to say Allie. Uh, who else? What are are we, we saying Allie as, Allie as the voice or Allie as As Ellen? the girl. As Ellen. As Ellen. Okay. Yeah. I forgot that her name was Ellen. Oh, right. um, what, I mean, what if we do just a full Star is Born casting of this? Because <gasps> Andrew Dice Clay is the father who comes in later and doesn't find the ghost. That's great. Um, Brandy Carlisle is the mom. <laughs> yes. Perfect. If Yeah. In the world of us casting um, uh, uh, the voice from a Star is Born, we've just got it. It has to be Bradley Cooper as Jackson Maine, right? I know. Yeah. It has to be Bradley Cooper as Jackson Maine as Sam Elliott. Exactly. Um, oh my God. I feel comfortable with that. I really, you know what? I was really rooting for Sam Elliott to win the best sporting actor award for that movie. I thought he was really great. (sighs) I I still have a half hour left, but I, my analysis so far is that he's fabulously solid, but he hasn't really stretched yet there. I think there's one moment coming that I believe involves him backing a car out of a driveway. Oh, that I, that's nice. That I think that I think you'll appreciate. If not award worthy, you will think like that's good work. You know. Okay. Okay. Um, I'll leave it open. I think that's great casting. Um, yeah, I feel good about it. I think maybe we should go into um, casting. I think so too. I, who I mean, who said this? Someone on Los Culturistas that every gay man is born primarily a casting director. <laughs> <laughs> oh which, no! Which I mean, cut me to the quick in a way that I was like, oh right, I'm everybody is the same person, and that that's is- really true. I also feel that every like half Jewish, dirty blonde woman <laughs> from Long true. Island with heavy unattractive tits is a casting director <laughs> on some level. And uh, I've been fighting it so hard since the day I was born, but I'm, I'm going to end up there. I don't talk that way about my friend, Anna. Hey, um, they is, are. <laughs> I will say, um, I think that I think the fun thing about you were the one who introduced casting to this podcast in the very first episode. And I it's what? one of the great joys for me about That's it. wild. Um, it is fun. Yeah. It's I, nice I to feel like you have some control over something. Also to cast something that is 30 seconds long with A-list celebrities is <laughs> so fun to me. I just It love just that. makes sense. I feel like these um the Gary or uh, Gary Marshall movies have really opened things up. <laughs> That's very true. That's very very true. Um 
Well, Anna, thank you so much for letting me share this this um, kind of like second second tier story today. But I I, I was so it. I was expecting one of the problematic ones. Oh no, that those listen, everybody, they're coming. We, we, we're going to have to talk through things in a responsible way. There are just some words that we probably won't be using in some of the stories. And then, you know, the, the, indigenous- we can always replace it with landlord. <laughs> we can always replace it with landlord. Wow. That was, we got some very good responses to that, Anna. Oh, good. Um, well, Anna, okay. I, I don't want to put you on the spot here. Um, in the event that it's something you'd rather not talk about, but I, I am just aware that you, had a virtual pet psychic um, oh, appointment yes. recently. Yes. And I was wondering if maybe you could give us a glimpse into what that experience was like. Maybe some Absolutely. insights that you got about your hot dog daughter, Lady Bird <laughs> I don't even know where to start, honestly. I'm kind of speechless. Um, <laughs> I, I have not employed a psychic um, many times in my life. I don't fully know how I feel about it, but I do believe that there are some people who are extremely perceptive mm-hmm. and uh, that that is a trait that is typically feminine and that feminine traits are devalued and made fun of, That's but correct. also that psychics are stupid and fake. Um, <laughs> um, and anyway, but uh, so something we, we scheduled over the phone, and she lives in Nashville, but she is, you guessed it, currently in Tampa showing horses. Wow. The Nashville, um, Tampa. The, the astrology of Nashville, Tampa is off the charts. It's a lot. Um, but she talks to animals and I, God, it's just like uh, the all time greatest bit I've ever experienced was her over the phone laughing at not what I said to her. But what Ladybird was saying to her. Oh my God. She said that um, I asked her, well, um, I guess my first question is what was her life like before? Did she have a family? How long was she astray? And the woman said, next question. (gasps) And I was like, what? And she was like, that's what Ladybird said. She said, next question. Oh my God. And she was like, she says that's in her past. She doesn't talk about that anymore. And I was like, oh my God. <laughs> and I, Oh my God. Sorry. No, she's just one of those people who's like, I'm successful now and I don't talk about the past. And it's like, no, of course I, well, I wouldn't judge you for having a past. <laughs> Are you insane? Um, and then I think the second thing she said was, um, I was like, is she in pain at all or uncomfortable in a way that I haven't picked up on or that a vet hasn't been aware of? And she said, um, I think it basically in response to that was like, she's asking for a tiara and I'm trying to explain to her ladybird. I don't think that could stay on you because of your fur and the shape of your head, but maybe you could get her tiara and write her name on it and put it on the mantle. And I was like, the assumptions you are making about my house that I have a mantle and would want to write something that has my dog's name on it and put it up there is insane. Uh, yeah, Ladybird, I would not describe as a Disney person. You know what I mean? Yes. Um. So, like, I know. Yeah. That that is the vibe. But it's also like once you're showing horses in Tampa, I feel like you have a certain view yeah. on humanity. You've but yeah. Um, some ways that she was really on. Um, she called Ladybird LB. <gasps> oh. 
which is something that we call her. Okay, and okay. I don't I don't know how obvious it is. Um we sent she asked for a picture of the dogs and uh their names, which is how she taps in. So I guess it's plausible that she like went on my social media, but I'm like, that sounds harder than just being psychic. Um yeah. but she said L B and then like the vibe seemed right that like Ladybird is a dog who lives in the present and doesn't want to tell me about like, well, I lived with this family for seven months and then things didn't work out. That is true. I think that's fair. I think that's very fair. Um, and, but then ways that were sort of surprising were uh, Ladybird was fully asleep as this woman was going, okay, slow down, slow down, <laughs> slow down. Okay. I'm, I'm trying to get it. Anna, do you have a pen? <laughs> Which was a very funny bit. That is a good bit. Pet psychics have good bits. It's a good bit. Wow. It really made me laugh. Um, and then uh, she's like, do you have a pen? You need to write this down. I was like, okay. And she said, dogs know how to count. And they <laughs> and they oh. measure it in the, the, day, the light and the dark. And you need to let her know what the schedule is. So you need to say, in six lights, we are going to go to Grandma and Grandpa's house. In six lights. Wow. Which, her big thing was like, dogs just need to be told the schedule. They need to know what's about to happen. Oh, I asked her what she thought of Jason, because I was kind of running out of time. Most of my questions were about her past life, but then right. that was like out of the out of the question. <laughs> right. I was like, what did she think about Jason? As she's like lovingly laying on his body right. so she peacefully loves asleep. Jason so deeply, yeah. And the psychic paused and said, she wants to know if you're going to tell him. <gasps> what? And Jason and I interpreted this two ways. I interpreted it the worst way, which is that I had something a secret, a secret that I'm keeping from Jason along the lines of like, I'm pregnant or I'm <laughs> married or I'm, I have fucking a tail. Like, and I, my blood ran cold. And because I was raised Catholic, I was like, God, I must have something I'm keeping from oh him. Oh, my God. But then later, Jason pointed out, no, she meant, is am I going to tell him what Lady Bird tells Right, right. Her. That that would also be my inference. But I absolutely see how you ended up with, with your understanding of it. Too. Yes. But then still, she said that um, Lady Bird doesn't ever know which Jason she's going to get what? because he flies off the handle that... and he's extremely emotional and unpredictable. Gentle listener, and she... <laughs> Jason is the most even, kind like a uh, uh, um, stable person I've met thus far in my life. He's like a social deer. Like he's just <laughs> so kind and adaptable to, he just, he rocks. Uh, and he rocks. Um, yeah, so <laughs> that's sort of been funny, but I think we're both haunted by it. Yeah, and then they, right. they, um, the psychic told our friends, uh, Billy and Liz, that their dog, Abby watched a man drown in her past <laughs> life. <laughs> and the hits keep coming, baby. Oh my god. Um please write in asking about the pet psychic. I have more Yeah, and if you have information. A, if any of you listeners have pet psychic stories, we would love yes. to dedicate an urban legisode to that. Wow. I have so much to say. Those stories. Um Anna, worth every penny. Thank you so much for sharing that experience. I do need to say that this was like the highly feminine version of going to a casino. If you're judging me for spending money on the belief that my dog 
could communicate with a, a lady named Latifa Mina who lives in Nashville, uh, wow. I would raise you. Uh, it's weird that you think a casino will pay you for yeah. showing up. I, I, yeah. Um, I, whatever people need to do. I think that's the, I think that's the exact right analogy, Anna. Wow. Whatever gets you saying, this is how I win. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it's the equivalent to like a bunch of lights flickering and a noise going like, you know, like that's the feeling I imagine one has when you're listening to a pet psychic talk about your dog's inner monologue as the dog is fully asleep. Oh yeah. Oh my God. And also I will say that I learned from the host, uh, don't make too many jokes during the psychic session because I wanted to goof around a little bit oh. and I decided not to because what I learned from my favorite movie host. I think that's great. Host is very smart. Yeah. Get to um, it. You got it. Um, so that was sort of my spooky thing this week, but Andrew, did you have something spooky happen to you this well, week? This is, this is a, um, uh, this is something spooky, but it's really just a very nice gift that I received that I just Ooh. opened. Um, uh, brother and sister, brother-in-law and sister-in-law of the pod, Chris's brother, Kevin and mm-hmm. fiance, Abby, uh, sent me a very lovely, uh, Christmas gift. It is a button down shirt covered in Stephen Gamble illustrations from the scary stories to the dark <gasps> books. It's gorgeous. It oh. honestly, Anna, my first thought was truly if I'm ever in like a casual red carpet, this is what I'm going to wear. <laughs> Andrew, we need to get ourselves onto a casual red carpet for the pod. It is like maybe a kid's choice award in 2023 after Anna and I voiced two like garbage rats and a claymation film. Let us in. Let us in. As always, gentle listeners, you can email us your own personal scary stories or just thoughts or questions or nice things to say at scarystorypod at gmail.com. You can follow us on Instagram or Twitter at scarystory underscore pod. Um, And what else, Anna? Get out. Forever. Dog. This has been a Forever Dog production. Scary Stories to Tell on the Pod is executive produced by Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. Produced by Tracy Soren. Original theme music by Chris Ryan. Cover art by Bats Langley. To listen to this podcast ad-free, sign up for Forever Dog Plus at foreverdogpodcasts.com slash plus. Check out video clips of our podcasts on YouTube at youtube.com slash team, And make sure to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Team to keep up with all the latest Forever Dog news.